<clears throat> sounds sounds like a lot of fun outside. So the, are the kids, what are the kids? Oh, they're raking leaves. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> they're making a mess first. <laughs> raking leaves, then making a mess. Then who knows what happens. <laughs> but it does sound like a lot of fun. It's cute. But a lot of happy minds. I was listening to a Dhamma talk by Ajahn Jayasaro recently, and and uh, he was talking about, you know, how how important our ha- a happy mind is for our Buddhist practice, and how mm, popular it's becoming to think of mindfulness. Uh, or in the in the Western cultures, speaking a lot about, you know, just mindfulness and uh, is the answer. That's it. Present moment, being aware, and it can relieve lots of stress. And uh, and then he was also pointing out, and then according to Buddhism, actual Buddhist practice, mindfulness is actually not enough. Um, the goal isn't to alleviate, you know, get rid of stress, although that eventually does happen. Um, but uh, as we become more uh, present and aware of the results of our actions and the, res- the results of uh, the influence our mind has on the actions we decide to take, we often are more stressed or we're aware of being more stressed than uh, than we are when we're not paying attention. And that uh, in the Buddhist teaching, you know, you, it's not just mindfulness, it's also uh, morality. It's also restraint. paying attention to when our greeds, when we do actions that are based in our desires, our aversions, our delusions, uh, it has a result that's going to lead to some level of anxiety, some level of dissatisfaction. One of the beneficial things about um, strong practice of concentration and reaching what they call first jhana, what is called first jhana is that in that level of concentration, all the defilements settle down. So you actually get to experience the mind with our greeds and our our aversions and our delusions settled. But it's like placing a rock on grass. It's this minute that rock comes off, grass begins to grow again. So it's not... Nibbana. It's not enlightenment, but it gives you the experience, uh, a taste of what it would be like to be free. We're not free because it's still just under the rock, but 
you get to feel the experience of what it would be like, a little taste of what it would be like to be free from, uh, to, to, to be awake in a mental world without feelings of aversion, without feelings of I want, without feelings of I should or I won't or I can't or they shouldn't. None of that is present. Just this joy will arise. Sense of relief will arise. So it's it's worth um, investigating. It's worth doing the practice that uh, allows us to train the mind to a level where it can settle down, and you and we can get a flavor. Um, it really encourages our practice to keep going. And this most likely would take a week, 10 days of several, a couple times a year for many years possibly, <laughs> if ever, to even reach that, that level of, of uh, joy, that level of concentration. But another way of tapping in um, that we can do at any moment, every day, in cultivating the mind, training the mind to uh, disengage from our greeds and our aversions and our delusions, is to engage with uh, a sense of kindness, generosity, uh, skillfulness actually is, you know, we have to be wise, paying attention to what happens, what's the results when we're kind? What do we feel? In employing whatever level of wisdom we have to not only register the results of kind actions and kind thoughts, but to encourage them, to encourage to, and to recall. I remember years ago, <laughs> I remember years ago um, being on a retreat and one of the exercises that we did in a guided meditation was to recall something that we have done that was really kind and then to and and to allow that uh, a feeling of what it's what it felt like to be really kind and and I'm sitting there and I could not think of anything <laughs> like I don't know if it was too much pressure or, but I couldn't think of anything and I started thinking this is really stupid <laughs> Uh, I mean, this is a kind of a silly exercise. I, I'm just not going to bother. And then the teacher said, and if you can't think of anything that's really kind, then, you know, do something that's really kind. <laughs> right now, be kind to yourself. And I immediately recognized that, you know, I was in a negative mood. I was thinking... I was literally thinking, this is stupid. 
which I'm sure none of you are thinking right now. <laughs> uh, but if you are been there, done that, so good company. We're, we're in good company with each other. <laughs> but it's, um, we can just be, we can take it as a simple task in our everyday life, a very simple task. Uh, and yet be really diligent about it for, say, one full week. See if we can, mm, let's say, t- since I brought that, th- the um, example up of like wrong speech to even myself, uh, but at first I was projecting it onto the teacher. This is kind of a dumb exercise. And then... Uh, the encouragement, and if you can't think of anything, then be kind. And then it's like, wow, I'm really being mean to myself. <laughs> it's like, no, just that's okay. Just recognize what that feels like, and then, and then be kind. And and bring that small uh, example, that small exercise up. That the 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 kindness of stopping wrong speech, the kindness of speaking harshly to myself or to someone else. You know, and just like, um, so I wasn't speaking harshly, but a a really, another small example or very um, easy to relate to example. Uh, Went down for a nap with my grandson uh, yesterday, uh, Friday, and we were exhausted. He'd been playing really hard at the park, and and we we're getting we're going down for a nap rather late, and so he's really tired, and he snuggles up, and I think he's asleep, and a and a but and about ten minutes had passed, and and he just snuggles in a little bit tighter and says, "I love you, Nana." And I, and I just, oh, I love you too, Jameson. And then about uh, a couple hours later, he's starting to wake up, and I give him a little cuddle, and I say, I love you, Jameson. And he doesn't say anything. So I wait about 10 minutes, and he starts to wake up again. He starts to get ready to get up, and I we start popping out of bed, and I'm... I love you, Jameson. And he doesn't say anything. <laughs> and I and I I recognized the second time that I did that that I actually was digging to hear him say I love you, Nana, again. I wasn't actually I was lo- I do love him, <laughs> but I also really love hearing him say I love you, Nana, on a in spontaneously, and that's not very common. He's four years. He's three and a half years old doesn't do that very often but that that was really interesting to me i was like it it really felt different to accept that i love you nana and to say i love you back that felt very different than my saying i love you jameson and not getting i love you back and there's no difference in the two with the exception that one was based in greed 
you know, a little a little bit of greed. I want this from you, and I think I might know how to get it. <laughs> it's like a little squeeze toy. If I squeeze it hard enough, the eyes will pop out. <laughs> it's not popping. It's not working. <laughs> and how much we miss because how much we you know the 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 joy that we miss out on because of trying to get something that we want as opposed to just being present for what we get what's offered trying to take something that hasn't been offered it's not bad it's just not very smart it doesn't increase our happiness and also wouldn't, what wouldn't increase my happiness is for me to dwell on the fact that I tried to manipulate my grandson to get, give me something that felt good. <laughs> you know, it's a little, it's a small example, but it doesn't bring me joy. And it, it doesn't make me upset either, but it doesn't bring me joy. So really picking up an exercise of being kind you know make an effort every day for one week to wait for a spontaneous feeling of kindness you know if we're just curious when will it come up? What will it be? And it might be internally and it might be externally. Somebody's crossing the street with a walker and the light's about to change. And we can feel ourselves, oh, kind, that opportunity to be kind. I'm going to run out to the middle of the street and I'm going to walk with this person until they're back and just chat. Don't make a big deal about it, but it's like, oh, yay, an opportunity to be kind. You know, helping when we see something. That's one of the things, one of the trainings at the monastery and as well as here because we take on, it's different because we're lay people, but we do, we do practice training a lot of our way of practice training here is guided by uh, the monastics and how they train their monks. Uh, it's very different because we're lay people, but we do take a lot of it. So one of the things that we do here is we, we don't hire people to come in and clean. Uh, we considered it once. <laughs> But what, because we can take on as a as part of our practice. That way, we don't have to, you know, um, include in our budget what it costs to keep this building clean. But we, it provides an opportunity for people to spontaneously step up, and that's part of the practice to see what it's, to see the benefit, the good feelings that arises, the the natural joy that comes from. Uh, helping from being from generous acts spontaneous acts of of kindness of generosity you know and then we truly get to see 
how much is our training actually working? How much is our, our, our people inspired by this particular way of um, training? And if so, to whatever level we are, we're engaged with each other, to that level we provide programs. And, and, we, and it's good. It's great. We have Ajahn Jeff coming. When a monastic is here, they, I will hear about it. They will take a good look at how our practice is going by observing the, the bathrooms, it's, you know, observing the leaves on the ground from the trees. You know, are we taking care of this place? Uh, it really feels good. Uh, to monastics, but also to ourselves, you know, to walk into the building and for it to be well-maintained and beautiful. I haven't heard any um, negativity from the monks as of yet. I mean, it's very impressive to them. Uh, And it, you know, it's a reflection on their training, because we take a lot of guidance from them. We uh, really want to encourage people to, if you can make it this weekend, next weekend, please do. It's, it'll, it's an unusual to get to within um, walking or driving or bicycling distance, Uber, bus, <laughs> You know, to get a full day with a master. And uh, and we have that coming. Uh, evening as well, Friday evening and Saturday day. And then he'll also be here on, along with one of his students, student monks. He'll be here on Sunday Sila next week as well. And then we'll have a meal offering. So be, um, it's, it's much more casual. It'll be, it'll be a much shorter program. It'll probably be a guided meditation and a little bit of talking. So it'll only go for an hour. And then 11 o'clock, we'll do meal. And then he'll stick around. And uh, we can have conversation with him, ask him any questions, follow on questions maybe from the study day, the day before. And he'll he'll be here for one or two hours after meal to be able to, to chat and visit. Then he goes down to the coast for a few days break which the uh, community various people have provided support for him to be able to do that which is really really lovely really really beautiful and he really appreciates it so the encouragement about a happy mind um as Ajahn Jayasara was talking about, it's every bit as important uh, to um, you know to employ mindfulness, to engage with acts of generosity, um, morality, eightfold path as it is to be wise, 
to use our wisdom faculty on what's the results. So paying attention to the effect that our thoughts have on the actions that we choose to do and pay attention to the effects on our thoughts that the actions that we choose to do have. And then we can learn to cultivate, nourish, steer ourselves through our mental thoughts and our actions because we understand the results that lead to a happy mind. We understand the results that give rise to an unhappy mind. It doesn't feel good to talk about somebody in a negative way when they're not in the room. I mean, we can feel it. You know, gossip or ill will. We can feel it. It doesn't feel good to think negatively of somebody when we're anticipating what we want them to do or what they should do. It doesn't feel good. And we can literally step back. We can step back from, no, not, I'm not doing that. This is one of the benefits of, um, for myself, I find it. I used to find it really beneficial to do art because it required such concentration that it was easy for me to see. I'd get distracted. I'd start, I'd find my, if I found myself, my mood started to shift, then I was off in my head somewhere. I was thinking about something, was no longer concentrating on my actions and, and I wasn't feeling good. So, okay, I'm feeling a little, my mood's starting to slip. What's going on here? Oh, thinking about so-and-so shouldn't do that and this is what I'm going to do about it and and I'm going to talk to so-and-so and see if I can get them to help me, <laughs> whatever. We start plotting and, uh, you know, uh, actions based on I don't like that and I do want this and so I'm going to rally some support and, or whatever. And it doesn't feel good. We've lost the plot. We can literally step back from that and just go, not today or not for the next hour, not while I'm painting. I'm not painting anymore, but I am doing a lot of sewing. So it's, this, it's the same thing. Uh, some form of concentration or meditation you know, walk in meditation or go up, go to our, you know, little private room and bow down in front of the Buddha. And this is an act of kindness. And we can notice, you know, even if we just give ourselves five minutes paying attention to setting down the aversion or the greed or the, to what ever level we're able to catch it at. Sometimes it's like we can catch it like reaching for a match. You know, we don't we don't need to strike it, but sometimes we we catch ourselves striking the match. 
Sometimes we literally have to set our hair on fire <laughs> before we realize, oh my God, this hurts. So what, whatever point we can, we can, we can catch it. We can also step back from it. That is an act of kindness. And it feels very different to step back from aversion or greed or delusion. It feels very different to step back than it does to be swept up in it and believing in our stories. And then once we know, and it, can, it might take a day, but once we can set this down, and it might just take a second, once we set it down, we can see differently. We can see more clearly on how to move forward with kindness. Moving forward, taking action in greed or delusion or ill will is not going to be the kindest of efforts or kindness of actions. We can set them down. So again, it felt very different to spontaneously respond to Jameson's lovely little uh, voice of saying, I love you, Nana. And then my saying, I love you back. That felt very different than the next two times saying, trying to get him to say it again because I wanted to feel it. There's no harm in, in it, but it feels different. So it's a really kind act to notice this and then determine, I'm not going to do that again, at least for one week. <laughs> Next Friday when he's over. Actually, I think he's coming over on Wednesday as well. But next time he's over, I'm just not going to tell him I love him because I want to hear it back from him. And that will make it available for me, the experience of the spontaneous arising of love that will make it available and, and that's what we can do for ourselves. Very simple in our everyday life. We can take opportunities. And then at the end of the day, just as we're laying down to go to sleep, and at the f just as we wake up, taking the practice of I did this kindness. I did a kind action, whatever it is. You know, and if, and if something doesn't arise, two, two encouragements. If something doesn't arise easily to think about or to have in your heart and to feel that sense of, that lovely sense of generosity, when we think about, when we, when we say to ourselves, I did something kind today. Then it might be an alert right there to be kind to ourselves and to make a little bit better conscious effort the next day. <laughs> I'm going to do something kind and I'm going to pull up that feeling. It nourishes the mind. It nourishes the heart. It encourages 
beneficial habits both for ourselves and for others around us.